As a country, have we lost our competitive edge? I'm going to talk about that in this episode. Before I jump into that, let's pay the bills. This episode is brought to you by JSD Supply. If you're looking to build your own firearm, JSD Supply has just about everything you'll need. Whether you're going to build a Glock frame, a SIG frame, or a 1911 frame, or possibly an AR, JST Supply has you covered. If you would like to see the projects that I've completed using JST Supply's products, go to www.trb.fyi slash JSD. You'll see all the projects that I completed, and if you're going to buy from JSD, click the banner or the links in those articles, and a small portion of your purchase will come back to me so that I can continue to bring you additional content. Greatest thing, it's not going to cost you a penny more than you are already going to spend. The reason why I'm asking if we've lost our competitive edge is we don't seem to be able to do anything as a society anymore. We've become a consumer society. We don't make anything. We don't have skills to do things. And those of us that have skills to do things, where did we learn them from? Were they passed down? I do content on how to disassemble and reassemble firearms. That knowledge wasn't passed down to me by anybody. It wasn't passed down to me by my grandfather or my father or anybody else. It's just something that I figured out. If you have a problem with your car, are you a mechanic? I'm not a mechanic. But yet, it doesn't stop me from working on my own cars. Now, there's certain things I'll do and certain things I won't do. But I'll at least try to figure out what the problem is. Now, if we move forward into firearms, because, well, let's face it, this is for the love of guns. So we're going to want to talk about guns. If we go forward to firearms, do you know how to build your own firearm? I mean, today's sponsor is JSD Supply. They supply everything that you could possibly want to build your own firearm. But have you done it? Are you even allowed to do it? Yes, coming up, it, today is April 1st. This is coming, you know, I'm recording this before because I record everything before I actually release the podcast. So coming up this month, we think that the ATF is going to come out with some new guidance. And for those of you on the audio side, I'm using guidance in air quotes on what a frame of a firearm is. Last year, we had you know, the, the comments opened up so that we could say, hey, don't do this. You know, don't say, you know, this new thing of a firearm is this, that, and the other. I mean, it was such a bad rule that even Sig Sauer realized that, hey, if people who have our firearms need a new barrel, they're going to need a 4473 and a gun dealer to get that barrel. Now, what does this have to do with losing our competitive edge? 
like I said before, we just become, we've become a consumer society. We really have. We just call the guy. And I've got a great episode of Call the Guy coming up that I'm going to record with, you know, it's a content creator, another content creator, a guy that I have so much respect from or for. Um, he, I didn't know how to do something. And I asked him and he literally taught me this concept in two or three posts out on the full 34. Uh, this is where I met the guy is on the full, th for, uh, full 34. And selfishly, he's like, yeah, this, 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 bam, had a question, posted out there. He answered that question and suddenly. I knew exactly what I needed to know. He passed that knowledge down. That knowledge was used in a video that was taken down off of YouTube because YouTube does not allow to have content for 80% firearms. I had taken down all of my 80% firearm content off of YouTube. It's on other platforms. Because I knew that someday something was going to happen. And with that much content, I would lose my channel. And I don't want to lose my channel. I've worked too, too hard to build that channel up. And I like to bring you content. Now, I can't bring you all the content that I want all the time. Because, you know, if I could, I would just do gun builds and disassembly and reassembly and all that stuff but it would violate YouTube guidelines. So I do product videos and then I mix in, you know, a gunsmithing video here and there. That way it kind of makes the algorithm happy, right? It doesn't, you know, skyrocket me to the top. But that video that got taken down was that knowledge that was passed on to me. It's by a content creator, goes by SwitchPod. And SwitchPod, he, I, I like to say he's my YouTube brother from another mother. I mean, that guy, he, he's a great guy. You ask him something, he is so, he, he's, he's just there for you. Whether he knows you or not, he's just there for you. He didn't know me from Adam when I asked my question. But yet, he passed knowledge on, no problem. See, that's the whole thing. We need to help each other to keep our competitive edge. I have another content creator who is, <laughs> the guy is just helps everybody out, right? It's um, CloverTac. He has helped so many gun tubers with problems with their channel used to have a Thursday night podcast. I really miss being on that podcast. That was so much fun. Um, he now has GunTuber Academy as a channel where he imparts that knowledge on the GunTuber Academy channel that he owns. He's such a great guy. Another great guy. And for those of you who know, I don't use the word friend very often very few friends. 
Um, I got into an argument with someone one time, and it was about how I determine friends. And it was, you know, I have friends, buddies, and acquaintances. And this was before, um, this was before a podcast. It was, this person was on the panel. We were all, we were all talking. And he goes, well, on this, on this panel, what are we? I go, some of you buddies, some of you are acquaintances. Now, I don't want to drag this thing out, but really it's a pecking order, right? Friends are people I have complete trust in. Buddies are, hey, you know, we're, we're very friendly. We will pass some sensitive information on, but I don't have the complete trust in you. You're a buddy. Everybody else is an acquaintance, right? You may have an agenda. You may not. Whatever. Ghost and Clover became friends. Um, th this year I went to SHOT Show. Was my first ever SHOT Show, right? Leading up to SHOT Show, they had, they had given me information and knowledge. They passed on knowledge of, you know, they're not going to, they didn't tell me how to do SHOT Show, but they kind of prepared me for it. I met them um, the day before range day, you know, industry day at the, at the range, uh, because we all stayed together. We all had a rental house that we stayed at. And this is the first time that I physically met them. I mean, I've talked to them, right, on the phone, on podcasts and stuff like that. But this is the first time we've met. And when I hit SHOT Show, I was so prepared because of these guys. Ghost spent the morning, first morning, it was Thursday morning, or not Thursday, Tuesday morning, first day of SHOT Show, taking me around SHOT Show. This is how you navigate. This is how you do this stuff, right? I was so prepared that at lunchtime, I was gone. I was on my own. Now, I create gun content. Ghost creates content. Clover creates gun content. But we're not competitors, right? We're colleagues. There's, they want me to succeed just as much as I want them to succeed. That's a competitive spirit. It's not that we're in competition with each other. We want everybody else to be successful. Go do your own thing, right? Here's a gun. This is the way it works. This is what I found wrong with it. They're, they're passing knowledge on. So where I'm going with this is knowledge. We're losing knowledge. And losing knowledge is killing us at being competitive as a country. I want you to be the guy. I don't want you to call the guy. I want you to be the guy. That's why I create the content that I do. I want you to have knowledge. As I said before, I don't get to create all the content that I want to. And trust me, I'm working on that. It just might not all end up on, well, YouTube. Now, going back to that video that got taken down. It got taken down, not because of YouTube. I mean, it's the one video I forgot to take offline. 
did it violate YouTube policies? Yeah, it did. It, it absolutely did. I forgot to take it down. I took my ass beating and moved on. It's really how it got taken down is what really pissed me off. It got taken down because of five U.S. senators using U.S. Senate letterhead sending a letter to the CEO of YouTube saying these content creators, now I wasn't the only one, I wasn't singled out. There are other content creators. Um, P. Eddie Ralph was on a couple of episodes ago where we talked about this. And, you know, it's basically senators didn't like this content. They took it upon themselves to enforce YouTube policy by sending a letter to the CEO of YouTube saying, these videos violate your policies. And we want to know why they're still there. At which case, they got taken down. I didn't even know what happened, right? One day I woke up and bam, that video was gone. And the only way I noticed it was gone is I was looking through my analytics and suddenly my views just dropped. Because when they take a video down, you lose all the views. All your analytics go down with it. I'm like, how did I miss 30 or it was like 35 or 40,000 views just disappeared. I was in the red. I didn't, I didn't get it. And I'm like, oh, well, they took that video down. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's what happened. That sucked. I moved on. It wasn't until like a week or so later that I even learned about this letter. Now, I didn't break a law. I mean, yeah, I broke YouTube policy. I, I get it. Don't like it. I think it's a stupid rule, especially since I broke no laws. But U.S. senators, five of them, decided that they didn't like that content. Unethically used the power of their office to enforce policies of a private industry and possibly illegally engaged in censorship, government censorship. Now, those of you that follow me on social media, um, even in my community tab on YouTube, I've talked about this. I sent a letter to my two senators. One of them I've talked to, well, I haven't talked to him. I talked to one of his, um, one of his staff. And we had a good conversation because, you know, I, I got the whole, well, the senator is very concerned about you know, censorship of big tech and blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, that's that's great. You know, that that's a problem, but that's not the problem that I'm writing about. And she listened to me and I explained it. And she didn't even know about that letter. Now, this is over a month after this letter has been out there. It's probably been about six weeks since that letter has been out there. And she's like, mm, yeah, let's take a, I'll take a look at this one. Right. Because now all of a sudden she understood by taking this type of content down, it kills competitiveness, right? We've lost our edge because all I did was impart knowledge. That's it. I didn't break a law. So we have this competitiveness that we're losing. 
Now, sure, there's other platforms, right? I, I said that these videos are still other places. But quite frankly, people don't go there. Honestly, they don't. Um, I get, you know, every, most of my views from YouTube, right? I mean, that's where people go. It's, you know, we like to say it's the number two search engine in the world. And it's basically owned by the number one search engine in the world. But they're taking our competitiveness away from us. We're losing knowledge. Like I said, there's other, there's other places you can go, but do you know where else you can go to get this knowledge from? If you're on the video platform, whatever video platform you're watching this on, comment down below the platform that you think you could find this on. All of them. You never know, you might surprise me. Am I on every video platform? No, I'm not. I'm on, I'm on a select few, but I want you to tell me what platforms you think you can find this content on. Chances are I might be on it. Chances are you guys might educate me on where I can put this content. Now, I used to upload to a couple of other platforms. I stopped because it became a problem, right? I mean, I'm recording this on a Friday. Friday are my video release days. And it's a busy day for me. I am uploading video here, there, everywhere. Um, you know, getting out on the social media channels. Hey, this video is out there. It, it's a busy day. Again, it's a good busy for me because I'm passing on knowledge. The video that launched today um, was how I made the bench block for my gunsmith um, bench, right? Nobody imparted knowledge on, to me how to build that bench block. Quite frankly, I went to YouTube University, watched a bunch of videos, went, huh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't have half these tools that they're talking about. How am I going to build this? Because I lost my job. I lost my job back in November, so money's tight, right? So the only way I can do this is with the ad revenue that I get in, which is not a whole lot of money, and, um, and what I could beg, borrow, and steal. Well, not steal, but beg, beg and borrow. Um, you know, a friend of mine from high school, we were inseparable in high school. He was even in my wedding. Um, he watches the channel and he made an awesome donation. He made a hundred dollar donation to the channel, which came at a perfect time to keep the, this build running. You have no idea the, the, a little bit amount of money that comes into your favorite content creators. Unless you are big, like 100,000 or above, the smaller content creators like me, we don't make a lot of money. We don't. I'm not complaining about that, it's just, it's just fact. We hope to build up a channel that we can bring in additional money so we can do other builds. But anyways, I'm getting, I'm getting too far off topic here. I learned how to do that, build that bench block. 
In the video I released today, I showed how I made that bench block. I was fortunate enough to use my, my friend Doug um, using his shop. Now, you just noticed I said my friend Doug. I just said that friend is a word that I don't use very often. Selfishly, he let me know, he let me use his shop. It's cold here in Montana. You know, it's still winter here. But he also has a table saw, and I don't have a table saw. Um, I used to, burned it up years ago, and I just don't use it that often, so I never bought another one. So he let me use his shop, and it got cold, and his shop is heated with a pellet stove. He would go down in the morning, and he would start the pellet stove up for me, and then he'd start his, his work day. So when I got to the shop, it was, you know, it wasn't freezing in there. It, was, you know, it, was, it wasn't warm by any means. But it was not cold either. Um, and then he would shut the, that thing down later in the day because, you know, I needed the wood to stay warm for the glue to dry. So uh, anyways, you have no idea that other people that help us bring you knowledge so that we can be competitive. You need knowledge, right? Um, but anyways, going back to today's video, I talked about how to build this thing and I talked about the jig that I built to plane all the wood down. And um, I learned that on, well, YouTube. I didn't get that knowledge passed down to me, but it's the greatest thing about sharing knowledge. I can make butcher block, right? Go back three months ago, kind of, you know, I could probably figure it out. But they didn't know how to. They didn't know how to take a big piece of wood and plane it down. Um, I don't have a planer. Nobody I know has a planer, but hey, figured it out. I actually did a live stream of the last piece getting planed down. Um, so are we losing our competitiveness? I think we are. Um, we've become lazy. We've become just kind of, hey, I can call the guy. I can go down to the store, buy it. Do you ever think about building it? I mean, like I said, money's tight for me. My wife buys products and they come in on pallets and then she resells. I went, hey, you know, I want to do this bench. I don't have a lot of money. She's got all this pallet wood. Hey, that would make really cool looking butcher block. Awesome. How do I make butcher block? Figured it out. We're losing our competitive edge. We're losing our spirit as a country. When this country was founded, it was the ultimate go figure it out. I mean, it was the new world. Using air quotes there, new world. We just figured it out. It's how we got to be the greatest country around. Honestly, I see that crumbling. I don't think we're going to be the greatest country around forever. Every society in history falls. It does. Roman Empire went up, went down. When you go over to the British Empire, I mean, Britain was, you know, the biggest empire around. 
Not so today, right? And I would argue that the American empire is slowly crumbling. 250 years, coming up on 250 years, and our empire is crumbling. Now, I don't believe in empire building. I really don't. Um, those that know me know my thought processes. I'm not a big empire building. I'm not a big let's go to war kind of guy. When I was young, I was like, yeah, you know, you know, when I was in high school, it was the first Gulf War. Of course, we're like, yeah, go, go bomb. Go do this. Go do that. Well, coming out of that, um, yeah, it's I, I grew up out of that, right? And there was a picture. It's actually over on that wall right there. Um, it was we bought it from my father. It was called it's called Reflections. And it was um, it's a Vietnam vet with his hand up against the um, the memorial, Vietnam Memorial, and the reflections of his buddies looking back. Um, you know that picture is just. It's spooky. It is. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm not for that. Trust me, man. You bomb us, I, I, bomb me, I'll bomb you back. I'll bomb you back more. Um, but we just need to stop doing this. We need to start taking care of ourselves. We need to stop screwing around with other places. I mean, I get the whole thing of let's fight the war over there so we don't have to fight it here. Yeah, but if we don't screw around over there, we don't have to fight a war over there. So, you know, just build up what we need. Like I said, competitiveness. We just need to pass knowledge on. It's sad that we get censored. It is. It's sad that we get censored. It happens. It pisses me off. What am I going to do about it? Well, I'm just going to post it somewhere else. Hopefully you'll find it over there. So what I want you to do is I want you to do two things for me. I want you to pass on to somebody else something you know. The second thing I want you to do is to learn something. Go learn something. I don't care where you learn it from. Go learn a new skill. We're going into a down economy. You have no idea what you're going to need to do, right? I mean, you're going to you lose your job. I mean, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Jack Spearco from, um, you know, he, He's a, you know, survivalist, right? I mean, he, he talks about being a modern survivalist. And I believe a lot of the stuff he says. It's, you know, we, as a prepper, you prepare, right? You prepare for whatever you're preparing for. But let's face it, what are you going to prepare for? What's more likely to happen? Meteor hitting Earth or you losing your job? I just said I lost my job back in November. Fortunate thing for me was is that I, I could see it coming. I saw it a year and a half before my employer did. Um, I knew that they were making stupid decisions um, and this was not going to work out. So 
I prepared. Um, doesn't mean it's, you know, living in the lap of luxury here. I just prepared for it, right? My wife and I sat down and go, this is not going to go well. One day this is going to end. And it did. But I had knowledge, right? And part of it on me was knowledge. And part of it on me was knowledge from two other friends, our husband and wife team. Um, they watched the channel. They watched some of the videos. Um, they know who they are. I thank them a lot. And probably, I don't even think I thank them to their face. I just thank them um, because they imparted knowledge on me. And it woke me up. It, it got me to the point where you know, my wife and I were in a lot of debt and we got out of debt. We completely got out of debt. We have no debt now, right? We, have, we haven't had a mortgage payment in, well, over a year now. We basically have water, power, um, um, we'll say heating because we, you know, our house is propane, um, internet, food, that type of stuff. I mean, without knowledge being imparted to me, we would have been screwed when I lost my job. We made unpopular choices. Now, when I say unpopular choices, they were unpopular to conventional wisdom, right? When I was talking to my accountant and we were talking about the moves that we were making, she didn't understand, right? Now, you don't want to do that. You want to do this. And we're like, hey, screw you. We, we know what we're doing. Right. And then when I lost my job, she figured out, you know, all of a sudden it made perfect sense. All the moves that we did. Sad thing is, is that she is a, um, a full partner in the company I lost my job from. So use unconventional wisdom for competitiveness. I'm very competitive now because I have no bills. I'm not, as long as we pay the taxes, pay the power and all that stuff, we're not losing our house. Um, you know, I'm not going to bash people who work, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart. I, I might be joining their ranks one day. Might be joining their ranks really soon. But um, I can do that and not worry. Makes me very competitive. I don't worry. You know, when I lost my job, I'm sitting there with uh, my boss and HR. I was calm. Matter of fact, I knew it going in. I cornered my boss. I lost my job the Thursday before Thanksgiving. I talked to my boss the Monday before in a meeting. It was our, our weekly meeting, which got postponed from the week before. Um, and I go, hey. I opened up the meeting and go, on Friday, am I going to have a job or a department? I totally freaked him out. It was over a Zoom meeting. Well, it wasn't Zoom, Teams meeting, but a video, a video meeting. And I remember his face. I even remember it today. I think he about crapped his pants. Because I knew. I knew back in September. Because uh, fiscal year was October 1st for that company. September, actually late August, we start knowing what our numbers were for the year. And it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. 
company that was not competitive. They lost their way. I'd argue that they never even had their way to begin with. Um, they lost their way. They lost money. They were not listening to the people that were telling them that there's a problem. My department on an engagement could bill $600 an hour. They weren't listening to us. I proved it with an engagement. They weren't listening to me at all. They wanted to go off and do their own thing because, well, that's what they did, right? They worked their ass off to go around me because to them it was easier to go around me than to listen to me because they had made up their mind. Unconventional wisdom. That's what I was. I was unconventional wisdom to them. They lost their competitiveness. I lost my department. Me and my employee were out of a job. Figured it out, you know, like I said, September. September's when I knew that they knew. In October, in the text message to my boss, it was the day that we were going to renew a system. You know, it was like the last day that we could renew the licensing on the system. And I got, you know, the week before was everything is good. We're going to renew this. Cool. I got the budget for this. Then he ghosted me for a week. And finally, like, hey, look, this needs to get renewed today. And I got, hey, um, yeah, we're not going to renew that. <laughs> I, God, I still have the text gene, too. It was, um, I, I had what in all capital letters. And then the next text was, uh, should I be expecting a call from HR? Because I knew, right? Absolutely, I knew at that point my department was done. It was a critical system for us. But because I was unconventional wisdom and they would not take that, they were not competitive. So that's why I want you to learn something new. You have no idea when you're going to need that knowledge. Butcher Block. You know, I do cybersecurity. What does butcher block have to do with cybersecurity? Nothing. It's wood. It's working with wood. If I needed to, I don't know. I could go around and get free pallets. So I don't know where that stopped recording. Um, I know it stopped recording because I, I can see what's going on on my iPad here. For those of you who don't know my setup, um, you can see right here. I can see what's going on on the phone here. And then suddenly that went blank and then it stopped recording. Um, so I don't know, I'll figure out where this thing stopped recording and hopefully I'll get back on track with the thought process. But go, you don't know what's going to happen to you. You don't know what skills you'll need in the future. And of course there's Magnum going nuts upstairs. Um, Someone's probably walking by out front. He goes nuts when there's somebody out front. But anyways, go learn a new skill. I didn't know how to do butcher block. When am I ever going to use butcher block skills? I don't know. Worst comes to worst, if, if, if the company I've started doesn't work out and I go work somewhere else, 
I can always make butcher block and then sell it at a marketplace or, you know, the farmer's market or whatever. Um, it's not a skill. It's not a job I want to do forever, but it wouldn't be the worst thing, right? I mean, I'd have to go buy some tools because I can't keep using Doug's table saw forever. And, well, quite frankly, planing it down using my, my router, it's not the greatest thing in the world. Um, it would be much easier if I had a, a planer to do that. But anyways, I, I want you to look around you. Find a skill that you could possibly use. If you're a prepper, and I don't care what you think of that word, whether you think it's a good thing or bad thing, whatever. Everybody's a prepper to some point. Some of us just more than others. Go learn a new skill. Learn something other than what you have. Um, I do cybersecurity. I'm trained. I have a bachelor's degree in cybersecurity. Uh, I've been in IT 24 years. I worked for a company that, well, quite frankly, couldn't get out of their own way. I paid for that. They paid for that. They're probably still paying for it. Um, they should, because they did not listen to, you know, to, to unconventional wisdom. They're unconventional. Everything I was telling them was conventional wisdom for my industry. It's unconventional to them because, well, they had experts that knew better than me. They knew cybersecurity better than I did. Oh, well. Hey, good luck. Good luck with that, guys. Um, anyways, I want you to go learn skills. Don't stop learning. Go find something else. You know, I never thought I was going to learn ButcherBlock. I never thought that I was going to be an FFL. Oh, I actually, I wanted to be an FFL for a long time. Um, this goes back to when my father was still alive. Um, actually, back into college, um, right after high school there. Um, I always wanted to be an FFL. I was an FFL for 10 years. I had to give it up for, well, that's a long story too. But, um, yeah, those are skills that just transferred over. Go find another skill. You never know when you're going to need them. Worst comes to worst, you learn a new skill, create a YouTube channel or a channel on some other platform, and you pass on knowledge. It's the greatest thing about being in the digital age. We can pass on knowledge fast. One of the worst things about the digital age, we can lose knowledge even faster. You can get a letter from five congressmen, doesn't like your content, gone, instantly. Make sure you pass knowledge on. The more all of us know, the better off we are, not just in guns, not just in firearms, not in woodworking, whatever. We're just better as a nation. We need to get back to learning skills. There is nothing wrong with someone coming out of high school and going in to trade school. Zero. But for some reason, that's a stigma, right? That person is not smart. They couldn't go to college and learn unconventional wisdom. Go learn skills. Absolutely, go learn skills. Don't fault for someone for going out and learning skills. I mean, seriously, 
Are you going to tear a transmission out of your car and fix it? I've done it. I don't want to do it again, but I've done it. No one taught me how to do it. I, we had a, an, an old Bronco, uh, Bronco 2, that transmission went, tore that thing out and rebuilt it. Not a mechanic, not a train mechanic. Figured it out. There was a manual um, that walked me through the steps. It was a long time ago. You just couldn't do it on YouTube, right? There was, YouTube was around. It just wasn't you know, that type of platform back then. So anyways, go learn a skill. Do me a favor. Pass a skill on to someone else. If you like the work that I do here, please consider supporting me for free by shopping my affiliate links and banners at www.trb.fyi. While you're there, and if you want to make a direct donation to the channel, which I would greatly appreciate, you can do so. It'll be down on the right-hand side of your computer screen. I know this is your left on, on the screen, but this is my right. Um, go down and you can make a direct donation right there. Or for as little as $1 per month, you can become a patron on Patreon. Link will be down below in the description. Thanks for joining me today. Hope you're staying safe out there and look forward to talking to you again soon.